Vav Mar Cheshvan, Tavshin Ayin Tet. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
It takes my breath away, I gotta tell you every time, and I've heard it hundreds of times. Nomi Shemer's Al Kol Eile, the soloist there, Shlomi Shabbat, the project that brought the people together to sing it is called Kululam. And the people you heard in the background, 17,000 people who filled up the basketball stadium in Tel Aviv singing together in honor of Israel's 70th anniversary. That's when that was recorded. And if you have not yet seen the video that goes of that, the music video that goes with that song, which is basically the people and the audience and everything around it and the orchestra, it is phenomenal. You have to see it, please. Just really, we're going to post the link on our, as we do always, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Uh, a little later on today, and if you haven't seen the link, do yourself a favor and go see it, because it is awesome. It really is awesome. Well, welcome once again to another live edition of The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your week. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time, around the world, wherever you are. Whatever time it is now, that's when we're on. But of course, we're also on On Demand. We are on On Demand. Whenever you'd like to listen, you can listen through the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available free for iPhone, for Android. Go to the archives. You can choose any edition of the Israel show that you would like, and you can listen to us whenever you like. That's the beauty of On Demand listening. So... um, we have um, interesting stuff. Some of it is exciting and uplifting. Some of it is a little depressing. Oh, well, okay. So, <laughs> there you go. The the good and the bad, the dvash and the okets. We take all of it and we thank God for all of it. Um, we'll note, as Nachum noted, uh, if you were tuned into James Dam towards the end of the show, uh, that today. Vav Cheshvan, Vav, excuse me, Mar Cheshvan, there is no such a month as Cheshvan. Vav Mar Cheshvan marks the 853rd anniversary 
of the Rambam's travel in the land of Israel. And I will read to you the quote from the Rambam, from the Rambam himself. Biyom Shalishi Bashabat. On Tuesday, Arba'ayamim. Lierach Marcheshvan, the fourth of Cheshvan Shnat Sheshve Esrim Leitzira. 5,000, I guess it was 626, or 5,726? I don't know. Uh, a long time ago, about the 1100s or so. <laughs> Yetzanu me'ako, we left Ako. I mean, they came to Ako. Ako is a port city. They came by boat, the Rambam and whoever was with him. And we left Ako on uh, the 4th of Marcheshvan to... to, um, to um, Ascend to Yerushalayim. Tachat Sakana, it was dangerous. Vinichnasti, Labaid Hagadol, Vehakadosh, Vihit Palalti Bo, Biom Hamishi, Shishayamim, the Yerach Marcheshvan. And when I got to Yerushalayim, I entered the great and holy building. We say in benching, What do we mean? We mean, of course, the Bet Hamikdash. He couldn't have gone into the Bet Hamikdash; he wasn't standing at the time. But he went into the place of the Bet Hamikdash and Harabayit. Maybe there was some structure there; it's not clear. But clearly, he went up to Harabayit on this on this sixth day of Mar Cheshvan. It was a Thursday. And then he continues Shabbat on Sunday, Tisha Bachodesh, on the ninth day of the month, Yatzatim Yushalaim, he stayed in Yushalaim over Shabbat and he continued south Lechevron, Lenashek Kivrei Avotai Bamiara to kiss the um, tomb of my forefathers in the Me'ara, in the cave, meaning in Me'ara Tamachpela. He thanks God for everything that he was able to daven in Marat and on Harabait. And then the Rambam continues, the Rambam, Maimonides. These two days, the sixth of Marcheshvan, which which is today in 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 our in our world, we are celebrating this great anniversary later in the week, the ninth day of Marcheshvan. These two days, Nadarti, I made an oath, I made a nether, Shiyuli, Kemo Yom Tov, Vitfila, Vesimcha Bahashem, Vachila Vishtia. The Rambam made a Yom Tov, a special Yom Tov, on the anniversaries of the days that he was Zochet to Davin. On Harabait and in Marada Machpela. Elokim Yazreni Alakol, Yakimli Nidaraila Hashem Ashalem Amen. God should help me and allow me to fulfill my promises. Ukashem Shizachiti Lit Palel Ba Uvechurbana. The same way that I was Zoche to Davin there in its destruction. Kachereani Vechol Yisrael Benechamata Amen. So I and all of Israel should be able to see in the consoling of Zion in the Nechama, in the Nechama Zion, which we have begun seeing in our time. And imagine, for whatever reason, we were Zohar to do 
these things as everyday things, to go to Davin in Yerushalayim, to go to Davin in Harabayit, to go to Davin in Marat HaMachpelah, there are some issues, obviously, but we could go in the footsteps of the Rambam. I don't know if we have to make a Yom Tov on those days that we do that. But surely we can appreciate the historic meaning of reading this 853-year-old text from the Rambam about how difficult it was. It was Tachat Sakana and how the Rambam was so excited to be able to do this and how today all of this is in Jewish sovereignty and we can do it very easily if we want. Yoni Genot, Hanigun Simcha Shel Mitzvah. My name is Maya Wangat, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yoni Genut, the Nigun, which is called Simchashel Mitzvah. Great video that goes with that too. Very cute. Very, very cute. Tells a little story. They put on a little play there. And uh, again, we'll post the link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Israel Show. We encourage you to go visit the page after uh, later in the day after every show we post links to all the songs that we played if there is a link a youtube link usually there usually is and uh, links to stories we've spoken about and anything else that we find of interest we don't cram it with lots of stuff so don't be too concerned about signing up and you know friending us or liking us the israel show the uh, the Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. As we speak, the Knesset, the 20th Knesset, is opening its uh, fifth kinus, its fifth uh, session, after uh, all of the Chagei Tishrei. If there's any earth-shattering news there, we'll let you know about it. The only earth-shattering news that could come out of this uh, opening or a little after it would be some um, indication that there will be elections because there's a lot of election talk in Israel. So, um, we want a lot of the positive, and unfortunately there's some negatives too. In Ashdod, and uh, I guess in some other places, but specifically we, we found this election ad from Ashdod. Now, Understand that there in Israel there are local elections and those are on a different day than the national elections. Unlike in America where everything is on one day, the local elections will take place uh, in about 10 days in Israel. That's where you vote for the mayor, for the city council, and so forth. And um, in a lot of places, people don't get as excited about a local race as they would for a national race, just like in, in every other country, surely, like in the United States. Ashdod is a city that has a large Haredi population and a large Russian population. And the Russian population is largely um, not totally secular, I would say, and uh, in part uh, not Jewish, maybe a small part, but part of them. Um, And there's a lot of tension, obviously, between these two groups. And the key to what's the, what the city will look like, what the future of the city is going to be, is uh, who comes out to vote. You know, if the uh, if one side stays home and the other side comes out to vote, then uh, they're going to get their way. It's it's like that in a democracy, right? So the um, the Russian community, whether it's the it's one of the parties or not, I couldn't really say. Maybe it's obvious, but I'm I'm going to play for you some audio clips from a TV ad which is just vile I guess is the word we should we should use it's disgusting it's vile and yes it's 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 even I would say anti-semitic we're bringing only clips of it the the ones that you know were maybe starkest but it's it's a much longer piece and basically the concept is you see this secular Russian family um in their home, and everything around them is going crazy um, because the Haredim are now in charge of the city, and they passed all these city ordinances. For example, there's a city ordinance that if you walked into the house and you didn't kiss the mezuzah, the electricity is going to go out. 
And then everybody has to leave and come back and kiss the mezuzah again. And then there's uh, the kid comes back from his uh, secular school wearing a black hat and a you know black suit. And he says, well, that's now the uniform in school that we have to wear. All ridiculous, crazy. I mean, obviously, they're going to say it's satire. Um, and we'll play the other pieces for you and you'll hear. And the message at the end, of course, is, well, if you're thinking that, don't, that you're not going to go out to vote, then they, they, quote-unquote, they'll go out and they will vote and and you're going to have to suffer. So here's the first part. Um, Where is it here? Okay, so um, there's a blackout. And um, the guy calls the electric company and they say, well, there's this new city ordinance. Somebody walked into the house and didn't kiss them. This is a here. You'll take a listen to this. שלום, נפלנו החשמל. מישהו נכנס הביתה עכשיו? כן, איך אתם יודעים? הוא נשק את המזוזה? לא, מה הקשר למזוזה? טוב, תצטרכו לצאת כולכם מהבית ולהיכנס שוב. אל תשכחו לנשק את המזוזה הפעם, והחשמל יחזור תוך שעה. תגידו, מה אתם מפגרים? מה קשור מזוזה? זה החוק העירוני החדש, אדוני, אתה הצבעת בשבילו. חוק עירוני חדש? That's the new city ordinance, sir. You voted for it. Obviously, we will find out later that he didn't vote, and that's the whole point. So there's a new city ordinance that if you don't kiss the mezuzah, your, your power will go out for, and, and everybody has to leave and come back and kiss the mezuzah. I mean, okay. The next clip is about uh, non-kosher uh, restaurants or shopping places. And um, so he tries to call his favorite non-kosher supermarket, and he's told that it's closed down, and the only supermarkets that are now available are ones that are well-known in Israel as being Haredi, Osherad and others, and so then he finally calls one, and they tell him, oh, this is the branch where only women are allowed, men have to go to a different branch. Here's that clip. So, yeah, um... He doesn't have a place where he can buy his non-kosher food. And uh, it's been closed down by the city because the Haredim now are in charge. So they close down the supermarket. And the supermarkets that are open, it's only for men. And you have to come blavush tsanua. And then his kid says, um, come, daddy, we're going to watch the uh, soccer game on the TV, and they turn on the TV, and on the screen you see Nohal Shabbat. It's, you know, it's Shabbat, so we're going according to the Shabbat regulations, and uh, there's no TV. And he, and he goes crazy, and he says, I, I'll show them. I'm going to call up. And he tries to make a call, and the, on the phone he hears a recording that the phone isn't working because the phone's on Nohal Shabbat as well. So everything is closed on Shabbat. He can't do anything. Abba, the television is better. אני אראה להם עכשיו מה זה נוהל שבת. השיחות במכשיר זה אינן זמינות כעת. המכשיר נכנס לנוהל שבת. מה זה, הם סוגרים הכל בשבת? Oh, he's like yelling, what's going on here? It's crazy, they're closing everything on שבת? This is the nightmare of a secular person, that everything will be closed on שבת. They won't be able to make a phone call, and they won't be able to watch television, and they won't be able to do anything, and, and, and the religion... will invade their home and their even their privacy 
of things that they want to do in the house on Shabbat, which is ridiculous in the understand. If you understand anything about Israeli reality, you know that that is ridiculous. And here's the end of the ad in which he says, you know, what's going on? This is crazy. And the guy comes on and says, well, you voted for it. He says, I, I didn't vote for anybody. I didn't vote. And he says, well, that's the problem. If they come out and vote, they, meaning the Haredim, and you don't, this is what's going to happen. So that's a taste of uh, what surely is considered a satire, but but quite frankly, I, I would dare say that if you would, that ad would run, not in Israel, but in any other country, I dare say that it would be very quickly shut down, taken off the air, because Jewish organizations would basically scream anti-Semitism and they would be right. So, you would think that this would create a frenzy in Israel. So it appeared on the newscast, on our, well, it's not our time anymore, it's the Chadashot, there's one major Chadashot uh, network, which is for and they showed it, and they sort of said, well, you know, it does seem uh, a little harsh. And that was it. There was no furor. There was no major craziness. There was Surely nobody on the secular side got up and said, this is going over the line. This can't be going on in a Jewish state. Okay, that's part one of the presentation. We'll take a musical break, and then we'll show you part two. We'll show you what did make a major impact in Israel and what the latest brouhaha in Israel is all about. Um, Bat Ella with Ani Rutze Tamide Naim, a beautiful, beautiful song about how she asks, it's a tefillah, it's a prayer asking God, I always want to see the beauty of the world, I always want, I always want eyes to see all the beauty of the world. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
But Ella, off the album, we're going My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're live. We're coming to you live from uh, the Nachum Siegel Network studios in the offices of Ariel Tours. And um, those of you who are listening live may know that the Knesset is currently opening its session and Prime Minister Netanyahu is speaking. And if there's anything really exciting to tell you about, we will. And if there's some memorable clips, we'll bring them to you next week. Don't worry. You won't miss a thing. 
So we spoke, we shared with you the um, some of the audio from this really nasty, vile advertisement that was run by the secular Russian parties in uh, Ashdod, and um, that's a that's a local thing. But on the national level, the quote unquote progressive forces that unfortunately run the media, as they do here in the United States. It's it's insane. Uh, just open your eyes and you'll see it. Those who oppose so much of the so many of the values that we hold dear, so many of the values that Judaism has brought to us, they just they're against them. They don't think that they're important or they don't care about them. And while they are a minority in Israel, and they are an election after election shows that the radical left and the the quote-unquote progressives who call themselves progressive are a small minority in Israel, they hold the controls of the media or some of the media. And through it, very slowly, little drops, drop by drop, they feed us poison. So a few months ago, I was watching the news broadcast on Chadashot, uh, what used to be Arutstein Chadashot, and um, there was a story. This story ran for days, days, night after night. An Arab, Mahmoud, I don't know what his last name is, and a Jewish woman, Moral, are getting married in Yafo. Oh, the love between them and how terrific and fantastic and all that. And then there's this radical group called Lehava, and they're protesting because they're against mixed marriages, intermarriage. You would think that most Israelis... Most mainstream Israelis, for sure, would be against intermarriage. I mean, we'll cease being a people. What what have we established a state for if not to continue being a people, a nation? If this criticism in Israel over uh, the majority of American Jews, the conservative and reform movement, it's that they condone intermarriage. They accept intermarriage, and the uh, Jewish people are just, they called it the spiritual holocaust, getting lost. But in Israel, on the television, on the news, the famous broadcaster Yonit Levy introduces one of many news stories about this wedding in the following way. Here is, I'm going to play it for you, and then I'll translate uh, some of the key words. מחמוד ומורל הם זוג מעורב מיפו. הוא ערבי, היא יהודייה, שהחליטו אחרי היכרות ארוכה להתחתן, וזה אמור לקרות ביום ראשון הקרוב. יש כמובן עוד כאלה בישראל, אבל יש אוכים אלה, ארגון ימני קיצוני שהחליט שזה לא צריך לקרות. אז אחרי איומים על בעל האולם ואין ספור ההצקות לכלה, הם מתכננים גם הפגנה מחוץ לאירוע. סיפור אהבה שסביבו הרבה מאוד שנאה, הכתבה של אדווה דדון, עופר חדד וברנו תגניה. So if you listen carefully to the way she introduced, this is a, there's a piece that, that comes after it, what they call on television, I think, a package, where different reporters were, were 
reporting from the protests and so forth, but the, her introduction to this piece is about this Jew, the Jewish girl, and this Arab man who uh, want to get married. And then she says, just matter-of-factly, she throws in, there are many couples like that in Israel. Yeah, like, what's wrong with that? There's many couples like that in Israel. But in this case, she says, there's this radical organization who's against it, and something that should be a, a, a celebration of ahava, of love, ends up having a lot of sin'ah, of hatred. So a couple that's into marrying, a, a Jewish woman marrying an Arab man, it's just, it's ahava, and those who are against it, they're sin'ah, they're, they're haters. Surprising that she didn't say that they're racist. I'm sure they will say that as well. And this went on for days. As you could hear, this, this was a few days before the wedding. And every night they were talking about it and all about the radicals who were against the intermarriage, who wanted to just break up this love fest. But they loved each other. They went out for a long time. Last week, there was another intermarriage. At this time, it made even more headlines. Because one of the two who were getting married is a celebrity, an Israeli celebrity. A very popular Israeli Arab, very pro-Israel, outspokenly pro-Israel. I must say that, that I give her props for that. She's a TV host. She was actually honored on Yom Ha'atzmaut to light one of the masuot, one of the uh, torches, one of the flames, which is a big honor in Israel. She speaks out for Israel and so forth. Well, her name is Lucy Arish. I think most uh, Israelis who follow some popular culture, even a little bit, might know the name. And she's been going out with a, a Jewish Israeli by the name of Tzvi Halevi. They kept it secret. Not because they were afraid of what the Jews would say, but because she was afraid of what the Arabs would say, that she is going out and with and then eventually marrying a Jew. Well, of course, when it became known that they were seeing each other and that they would soon get married, all broke loose and everybody was um, taking a side. And the media, of course, was on the side of this wonderful couple that are in love. Why can't they get married? I don't understand. What's wrong with that? Ilana Dayan, who has a daily show on Galit Sahal, on Galit Sahal, the IDF's radio station, and who also has a television show like a... Um, investigative news magazine, which has a lot of influence in Israel on Arutz time, Ilana Dayan opened her show the day after the wedding with the following. I'll play it for you, and then I'll give you some of the translation. Good 
בני אדם יפים נברדים, משום שאלה אינם שונים זה מזה, אך בני האדם שונים כמו פרחים. So Ilana Dayan opens up her show on Galei Tzahal with Sabach El-Khir, means good morning in Arabic. L'chol ha'ohavim, to all the lovers, Yehudim ve'araviyot, men, Jewish men, and Arab women. Now I, I, I will tell you that I edited out part of it because it was not so relevant to me. Uh, a, a, a rather crazy member of Knesset from Delhi could, who's always doing outrageous things to get headlines, made uh, a really disgusting statement about this wedding. And so instead of ignoring it, she was, of course, using it to uh, hit everybody on the head. And she continued, Hamishorer, she's going she's gonna to give out greetings quoting an Arab poet, Marwan Machul, she says. And the milim al-nifla'ot, they're beautiful words, b'nei adam yafim mivradim, people, mankind, is more beautiful than roses. Ki ele lo shonim roses are all the same. Aval b'nei adam, but people, mankind, shonim are different, just like different flowers, just like there are differences uh, between the flowers. And she was not alone on television and every other available place where the left wants to basically tear apart the Jewish people because they're just advocating intermarriage. They celebrated it. I must say, and I'm happy to say, that most mainstream Israelis said, we wish this couple well. You know, personally, that's their decision. But God forbid this should become a norm in the state of Israel. And it shouldn't. And that's why when Israeli news celebrates this as if it's some great event, and it's love, and, and, and those who are against it are haters, and blah, blah, blah. They are setting a very bad agenda, and they are basically, through the little drips and drips and drips in the news reporting, I can just see that some average Israeli watching and saying, yeah, what's so bad? They're in love. What can be wrong? They should be happy. What about the Jewish people? The... um, there is a uh, addendum to the story of Mahmoud and Moral, by the way. And it was broadcast about a week or, or so, several weeks after the wedding. It turns out that Mahmoud, the Arab who married the Jewish woman, Moral, is a criminal. He, he's been in jail. He's a drug dealer. And sometime after the wedding... He was arrested again for dealing drugs. He was caught with cocaine. And the reporter says, well, you know what, here, why don't you listen for yourself? לפני חודשיים ליוותה המדינה את חתונתם של מחמוד מנסור מורל מלכה, כאין ניצחון של הדו-קיום על הגזענות. החתונה שלהם הובטחה במאות שוטרים, 
כשניסו לחצוץ בין החוגגים לבין אנשי ארגון להב"ה שמחו על התאסלמותה של מוראל. פרט שלא בלט בדיווחים אז, הוא כי מנסורו סוחר סמים מורשע. Prat Shalobalat Badivuach. So he says, you know, a while back we all were celebrating this uh, wedding of these two people and, uh, and the police had to come to protect them against Lahava and so forth. So, and uh, one of the details that didn't get a lot of notice was that Mahmoud is a convicted drug dealer. Now I must say I disagree. It's not that it didn't get much notice. you know, uh, uh, representation. It wasn't like this was a detail that was like somewhat not discussed. It was totally not discussed. Nobody mentioned it. It was total fraud, fake news by omission. They wanted, the media in Israel wanted to push the agenda of a happy wedding between a Jew and a non-Jew. And in order to do that, they hid the fact that the that the Arab male in the wedding was a convicted drug dealer. And what's the lesson, as I always say? We have to get more people into the media. And we're, we are, but it's still not where it needs to be. Okay, we're going to go to some music, then hopefully we'll be able to close out. We have time? I hope we'll have time. Um, and we'll close out with um, the story of the discovery in Yerushalayim of um, an engraved marble column with the word Yerushalayim. Uh, this is se- somewhat new, and it's an interesting combination, a duet with um, Yaakov Shweki, who I think is well known to this audience, and Kobe Peretz, who's a very popular artist. Singer in Israel, Kobe Peretz interestingly sat in prison for a white-collar crime for um, tax evasion, sat for about nine months, and uh, he told Yaakov Shweki that every Friday in prison, as they were preparing the meals for Shabbat, they would sing the song, V'afilu Bahastara, and as the time in jail continued, he sort of made a sort of netter that when he gets out, he'll record a version of the song. So here is... The unlikely duo of Yaakov Shweki and Kobe Peretz singing V'afilu Bastara. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
קובי פרץ וניעקב שוויקי, ואפילו בהסתרה. My name is Mayor Wangat, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I think the uh, majority of our listeners know that last week a marble column was found, 2,000-year-old marble column was found in uh, archaeological excavations in Yerushalayim. Not in the old city, no. It's actually near the entrance to the city, near the Binyanei HaOma area, which back in the day was not part of the city. That's the interesting point here. It was uh, probably an area where there were shops and uh, factories, like we have in cities today, where the factories and so forth are outside of the major part of the city. The writing, the engraving on this marble column said Hananya ben Dudelis Miyushalayim. Hananya, son of Dedalos from Yushalayim. And, you know, one of the headlines was the earliest known stone carving of Hebrew word Jerusalem found near city entrance. That was on Times of Israel. Unearthed in what was an artisan's village two and a half kilometers from the ancient temple, inscribed column from 100 BCE, and so forth and so on. So many headlines were like that, and I thought it was important to, to put it straight. It's not the first time that the word Yushalayim was found in a Hebrew carving that's 2,000 years old. We have found others. They're somewhat rare, but there have been others on coins and so forth. The difference between all the previous ones and this one is this, that in this carving, the name Yushalayim, the word Yushalayim in Hebrew, is written b'ktiv malay, meaning the, at the end of the word, Lamid Yud Mem, Yerushalayim, Lamid Yud Mem. Most of the places in Tanakh and most of the previous, and all the previous archaeological findings, write Yerushalayim without that Yud at the end. Ktiv Chaser, Yerushalem, or Yerushalayim, depending on how they pronounce it, we don't know. We write it with a Yud at the end, B'ktiv Malay, and there's a few times in Tanakh. So what they discovered for the first time wasn't the word Yushalayim. The word Yushalayim has appeared in other archaeological excavations that are 2,000 years old. But the word Yushalayim spelled out the way we spell it today is this was the first time they found it. And as somebody pointed out, any Israeli child who knows how to read a kid's book four-year-old, whatever, can stand in front of that and read it and understand what it says. 2,000 years later, we have kept that unbroken chain. And that's why the first part of the show is so important, that we continue to keep that unbroken chain now in the land of Israel. We're going to close out with uh, Arik Einstein's Salaad. It's a uh, winter song, and so it's appropriate as we start the winter this is a remastered, recently released uh, classics of Arik Einstein. And Salaad is definitely one of those classics. Uh, before we do that, we say thank you for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up, 
On the Nachum Siegel Network, immediately after this program, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports, and then Novak Now with Jake Novak on the news of the day and commentary, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie Dame, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh, no. They're just running in a different race.
לכל הכיוונים. לא יתחילו בלעדינו, סע לאן. סע תן למחשבות לרוץ לכל הכיוונים. לא יתחילו בלעדינו, סע לאן. סע לאן. נוסעים במכונית הישנה לתוך הלילה הרטוב. 